hard to keep your mind from wondering, like, is she being taken care of? Is she crying? Is somebody t picking her up? Is she wet? Does she have a runny nose today? You know, like you just go through all that stuff and you want to be there to care for her and pick her up and love on her and wipe her nose if it's runny. But, you know, it wasn't my time yet. And I just had to find peace in that, like who's caring for her is supposed to be caring for her at this time and then my time will come um but i, ha I had to do a lot of um mental work i did a lot of meditations um i did a lot of uh, outdoors wilderness stuff to get my mind you know preoccupied um because i couldn't just sit at home and think about it or i would my mama's heart would be very heavy so, yeah <laughs> When they say love has no boundaries, we have seen many examples of people taking it literally and going beyond and far to attain what they think would fulfill their quest. For me, love has always been an act of giving and setting no expectations in return. As the more you give and if the person you love thinks you deserve the same love, they would definitely find a way to you or even the circumstances would conspire for you to get to the person. But one thing one should never ever do in love is giving up. Love is never ever about giving up. Welcome to the Women's Period Podcast, the podcast which is your one stop for your daily dose of inspiration. And I'm your host Revati who strongly believes that inspiration always begins from thyself and is actually triggered by the people around us. Hence my podcast works to bring to you the stories of common people living amongst us doing extraordinary things with these and they of course need a platform to be recognized for being such great inspiration to people so is the story of Jehona and Shane who are carrying forward their family's tradition of adoption in a world where today people have second thoughts about growing their love for each other people like Jehona and Shane are the ones restoring hopes and belief that love when shared makes this world a better place and that once you start adhering to love and spread it your life finds its purpose and that's what defines you as a human recording this episode was overwhelmingly emotional and is close to my heart since as a mother and someone who has always shared the same school of thought as jehona's i still haven't made my life as purposeful as hers let's get to know more about jehona's journey in her words So hello and welcome to the Women's Media podcast. Today I'm I'm out of words because I'm that way excited to invite Jehona to my podcast today. So there are several people in the world who talk about who blame others about taboos. And there are people who take the blame and break the taboos. And here Jehona is one of those parents who broke the taboo of adoption of accepting the kid who is not genetically belonging to her but now she is <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'm really happy thank you very much ahora for being here being here i'm so excited and uh, i don't know i'm actually emo i'm getting emotional today talking to you oh, well thank you so much for having me it's an honor <laughs> <laughs> It's the same here. 
Indian children who are um, aged out of an orphanage where a lot of them go into sex trafficking or they're homeless, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and that was just heartbreaking to us. So um, we chose India mainly for that reason. um, And just because, you know, the opportunities that we would be able to give them would um, hopefully allow them to blossom even more and not fight so hard. So yeah, wow. that's the main reason we chose <laughs> India. <laughs> all right. All right. So have you been to India before? No, so we haven't. So that was also something we were a little intimidated by. We had been, Shane and I have traveled internationally many times, but we've never been mm-hmm. able to go to India. So um, when our um, adoption agency suggested India, we were kind of like, you know, we've never been there. We don't know. Um, nothing against the culture. Just like if something that you've been in, you're more familiar with it, you know? Right. Um, so we took the time and did a lot of research on it. Um, we researched mm-hmm. a lot of the culture and um, the people, obviously, and the orphanages and things like that. And we were just so enthralled by the beauty of it and we really loved it and um, we were like yeah let's do it like that looks amazing so the first time we went to India was when we went to go pick up Nana and um, unfortunately COVID cut that pretty short so we're excited to hopefully travel back soon or Hmm. in the future uh, when Nana is a little bit older and take her back to where she came from. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So when did this all this process begin? Who brought up the? Uh, I understand that you both of your families have been through the process of adoption. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you understand how uh, it is to be an adopted family. Mm-hmm. So when you both of you dated, who brought this up? Whose idea was it? It was mine. Because <laughs> wow. I think we were both talking about. <laughs> We, I think we were both discussing, um, okay, so are we going to start trying again for another baby or, hmm. um, you know, do we want to start the adoption process? And I think I kind of brought that conversation up because Kyla was getting to the age where we wanted to make that decision. And um, hmm. I remember thinking, you know, I think this is a time where we need to start the adoption process. And Shane agreed with me on that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the couple goals. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so where did this process begin? Tell us about that. Yeah, so we found mm-hmm. our agency. So we went through an adoption agency, um, which was mm-hmm. something that I would highly suggest for anybody who is thinking about adopting, especially yeah. for the first time, um, mm-hmm. because they help you through everything. And there's so much involved in adoption that like, I would have never known. Mm-hmm. And just the paperwork side of it on right on both ends is very intimidating um so we found our agency through the social worker that actually helped bring his brother home so Mm -hmm. she was the same one that he did his home study in when Shane was in high school and so he was she was able to do our home study now that we're adults which was pretty cool and um so she was a part of this agency so we chose that agency and uh, we did our home study Mm-hmm. which is like a background check and they come and look at the home and all the things. And then we got um, onto like a database where it has mm-hmm. like orphans that are to be adopted and then parents who are looking to adopt and see if you match okay. or correlate and what you're open to medical needs wise, age wise, gender sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's what we got uploaded to that uh, database about a year after we started the process Um, And then we were matched with Nana about three months after 
Well, we weren't a direct match with Nana, but um, we accepted Nana as a match about three months after being on the database. So mm -hmm. yeah, and that's how we found Little Miss Nana. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're telling me you found your match, so mm -hmm. is it like you had uh, uh, you had told them earlier that uh, what are you what are you looking for? I mean, yes. what what kind of child you're looking for, or what what is it? Yeah, it kind of, it's kind of more child? like um, if mm -hmm. you're open to, like, because a lot of the orphans have some medical needs, so it's mm -hmm. what you're comfortable caring for. So um, if you're comfortable with severe medical needs or mild medical needs or you want a healthy child or you're more specific in your age where you want an older child or you want a younger hmm. child. So that's more like, hmm. I guess, the criteria um, hmm. for it so that you're not matched with a 12 year old and right. you're only are looking for a younger child situation, hmm. things like that. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So I saw uh, you've been very regular with posting your, uh, uh, the proceedings that you've been uh, doing with Nana's adoption. Yes. So, and you had posted a checklist. Yes. Right? And that checklist was my life. Yes. <laughs> yes, so then I understand. Because every now and then you've been posting it. And every time the checklist got checked, you've been posting the uh, in, in your postings. I mean, yeah. in your Instagram posts. Yeah. So I've been seeing that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was just something mentally that I was like, okay, finally, one more step closer. Okay, one more step closer. Because a lot of it was so much paperwork, you know? You're just like, oh, like, I don't really care about this paperwork. I'd rather just get it over with, you know, but it's part of the process. <laughs> okay. So tell us that how much time did each and every step take? Um, it's hard to say. So um, hmm. the pre-stuff before we were matched with Nana was about a year. And then after hmm. we got matched with Nana, um, we were registered for Indian court to get custody of her. Um, probably wow. like, four months after we accepted her match. So, mm -hmm. and then we were just stuck in court for um, about eight months when COVID hit. So we were completely right. stagnant for eight months, which is mm -hmm. probably the hardest part because we were so close. Cause as soon as we got custody, we would be traveling. And so it's like that one last step that was just completely frozen for us. So um, all in all, the whole process took closer to three years when normally it only takes about a year and a half, but Okay. You know, every journey is different. Um, I know people who have taken, it's taken a while for them to adopt because different states are different in India or different judges mm. may be more strict, things like that. So um, normally the process is about a, a year and a half. Ours took three years, um, but literally every journey is different. There's no like straight <laughs> journey <laughs> to a so child. Three years is pretty long. It was a very, very long, long. Yeah, yeah, it was. It felt very long too. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand you were very much determined to have Anna with you. Yes. So tell us about how was your emotional journey was throughout. How did you keep yourself sane? Well, sometimes <laughs> I wasn't always body. sane, but um, <laughs> it's it's so hard because when you fall in love with a picture, you know, and we get okay. snippets of videos. Um, every now and then when the orphanage was able to do so and hmm. just you just watch the videos over and you're obsessing over them you know and it's hard because at night I would go to sleep and know like over in India she would just maybe be waking up and 
but it's hard to keep your mind from wondering like is she being taken care of is she crying is somebody t- picking her up is she wet is she have a runny nose today you know like you just go through all that stuff and you want to be there to care for her and pick her up and love on her and wipe her nose if it's runny but you know it wasn't my time yet and I just had to find peace in that like who's caring for her is supposed to be caring for her at this time and then my time will come. Um, but I had, I had to do a lot of, um, mental work. I did a lot of meditations. Um, I did a lot of, uh, outdoors wilderness stuff to get my mind, you know, preoccupied. Um, cause right. I couldn't just sit at home and think about it or I would, my mama's heart would be very heavy. So, yeah. <laughs> So that's what a mother is. That defines a mother. Yes, it does. Yeah. Those emotions get crazy. Correct. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's talk about Kela. Yeah. How has she been taking this? Oh, and, she uh, right she from the beginning. Yeah. A sassy little thing. Um she is incredible. So, um the whole time during the process, we had her involved the whole time. So, mm-hmm. she knew that we were adopting. She knew that she was going to get a little brother or sister. Um when we got matched with Nana, she knew it was going to be a little sister and she was so excited. Um and then she helped us decorate her room while we were waiting and then when she got her visa to go to India or her passport, she was just ecstatic that she was able to get to go on a big plane to go pick up her sister, you know? So Mm -hmm. we made sure she was involved in the whole process and felt Mm -hmm. like she had a role in it as well. You know, there wasn't just something added to her that's taking away mom and dad's time. Mm -hmm. This is her responsibility too, to welcome Nana and to be a big sister and to love on her and show her the way. And so I think that really helped her feel like she was in it and that this is also my sister. It's not just my, you know, a new addition. It's my sister. Yes. Um, yes. So while we were over in India, like, I'm so thankful that we had her with us because mm-hmm. Nana immediately went to Kyla and loved, loved playing with her and yes. And like just giving her attention and she would be giggling, you know? And so that helped us bridge the Mm -hmm. gap where, okay, well I can trust this little girl. Maybe I can trust them too. too. So that really helped. Um, And since being home, you know, they're sisters, they fight like sisters do. They're only 18 months apart. So (laughs) Sharing is hard, you know, attention's hard, tempers are high, (laughs) all the things, (laughs) but you know, Kyla has been so patient and Mm. she, she was, uh, they both go to the same daycare. And I remember Mm. the first time we dropped them off at this daycare and, um, she just showed her off to everybody. This is my new sister. She's from India. We just came back from India, you know, Mm. and if people are like, she's not the same color. She's like, it doesn't matter. She's mm-hmm. my sister, you know, she would get, yes. <laughs> so yeah, she's been doing really great. She really has. We're very proud of her. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. so cute. <laughs> she's a smart right. one for her, for her five-year-old age. She's so smart. Mm-hmm. So. Right. True. So that's why they say children are angels. God oh. sent. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> they're they hear and they're in tune with all of it. They know, you know. Yes, and we can say one thing that there is a lot that we get, get to learn from children. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, 
Jonah, tell me, why adoption? So since your family is into, it's a tradition in your family. Yeah, yeah. So why, if, if you ask a person like who's uh, looking to have a child of his own mm-hmm. and he's not able to, mm-hmm. well, how would you convince the parent? More than convincing, why? Yeah, it's not convincing is not the right word. Here. Yeah, no, like just right. encourage them, mm-hmm. I guess. It would, it, it's yes. hard because mm-hmm. you want the child, you have an idea that you want a child to fill a void within you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the root of adoption comes from just wanting to share your love with something, not to fill a missing part of you. Um, And I'm not saying every person has to be whole or know themselves fully to adopt or to have Mm -hmm. a child. Um, You know, I think when you go through a process like adoption, you have to be mentally ready to, and know yourself first, because the adoption isn't, process isn't easy and that's not to stir anybody away from it but if you don't know yourself when you start you're going to know yourself by the end of it because it's a part of it and and the child needs to know that you know who you are um because if you want a child to come into your life and fill a void that's a lot of pressure on the child to Mm do on top of bringing them into a whole new family out of their habitat and all that stuff. So it's a little bit rockier road, but I would encourage them to think about adoption as that child deserves your love, just as any child does, because they have done nothing wrong. Um, They're, they're still loved and there's that their parents had the courage to try to give them a life that they know that they couldn't, you know? So, um, yeah, I would just encourage them in that a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, take a look mm-hmm. at what love actually is and let go of what your expectations should be. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, let's talk about the insecurities uh, adopting parents go through. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So uh, I understand that you you have to you have to start ignoring. Uh, the judgmental looks and the comments that people mm-hmm. pass on to you because they have the right to do it mm-hmm. as, they, as they say mm-hmm. to themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it actually it's actually not true. But uh, but people have a right towards commenting. Yeah. Until and unless we teach them a lesson. So yeah. let's talk about those. I so, think yeah, yeah um, we um, actually did a lot of um, educational stuff prior to this um, mm-hmm. through our agency because they knew it's going to be an issue for us as well as mm-hmm. the child once they get of school age, you know, kids are me. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think a lot of it is just handling it with grace um, mm-hmm. because uh, they can't help their ignorance, you know, Um they're set in an old mindset of what Mm. something should look like, you know, and just showing them um, the grace and the love that we've been given and also not tolerating it at the same time, you know, gracefully saying you have a right to your opinion, but I would like it to not be shared with us, you know? So that's kind of Mm. what we're going to try to raise Nana in and just, you know, People are going to say some things um, out of ignorance, and we know that you're smarter than that, and you don't have to tolerate it, you know. <laughs> so yes, yes. Yeah. Hmm. So you also belong in the society. Yes. 
everybody belongs. Yes, absolutely. She was always yes. meant to be here. No matter the journey she got here, she was always meant to be here. So yes, yeah. So it is upon us and the way we raise the child. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes, and how mentally strong we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and making them feel like they're secure. You know, like hmm. that they're safe no matter what Most others important. say. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. You know, like they can come home and tell me about it and feel hmm. it's okay to talk about it. You know, I think that's a big part too. Hmm. All right. So tell us about Nana. How has how has it been getting along with her and what are her likes and her dislikes? Yeah, well, she's full of attitude, um, which is good, you know. <laughs> she has a right to be full of attitude. Um, so she's not speaking uh, yet, uh, as we know. So she's deaf, but she's picking up sign language so fast. She's so smart. And she gets the point across um, with what she's trying to say, you know. She'll sign things like all done with like a sassy attitude or she'll roll her eyes you know if she doesn't like <laughs> something I'm serious yeah or like we'll have a stare down a lot of the time like a three-year-old you know she's still three and if I tell mm. her to do, do something and she knows what I said she'll just stare at me like make really? me do it and I'm like I will make you you know <laughs> yeah a normal three-year-old okay she's still a normal three-year-old but she is full of joy and she just gets so excited so quickly and she just finds like happiness in the little things. Um, it's almost since she can't hear, she's more in tune with what she's seeing visually. Right. So she'll see a bird on a walk and she'll just get so excited. Or we have a dog that adores her and she adores him and they don't snuggle, mm -hmm. you know, she is such just like a kind heart, um, which is, beautiful to see through what she's been through already you know um and we're finding out what she likes and doesn't like um coming to america she does not like uh sweet things which is crazy oh. to mm. um, or tart things she does not like any fruit she will not touch mm -hmm. it but the girl mm -hmm. loves some carbs. So she'll eat potatoes and rice all day long. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. we're just all, we're still figuring each other out, you know, but um, she, she's a good eater. We'll say that she's put on a lot of weight. She's put on about oh. eight pounds, grown about three mm -hmm. inches in about a year. So yeah, <laughs> her hair is so lovely. long. It's so beautiful. They're thick. Yes. Hair. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I saw her picture. I saw her Christmas pictures. They were lovely. Yeah. <laughs> she hates when I do them, but she looks so cute. I can't not do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or the lovely fountain up there. Yeah. <laughs> Little pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Johanna, um, I, I'll give you, I'll frankly tell you about myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, when I grew up, when I was growing, uh, I used to research a lot about children. I, I didn't understand uh, in those years that is it my uh, <clears throat> love for children or what exactly. I couldn't define it. Mm -hmm. But I used to tell everybody that I'm going to adopt one day. <laughs> right? Uh -huh. So later marriage happened. I had two kids of my own. Mm hmm and I'm still, I have, this hasn't come to my mind, but I want to do it. Yeah. What's wrong beautiful. with me? You tell no, me. there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to adopt the child, but 
uh, I'll tell you one thing. I I don't have the guts. I don't have the. Um, I'm not bold enough to face a society. That's understandable, and that's okay. <laughs> you can still share your love. You don't have to adopt a child. You know, like I think that's the key to it. You know. Yes. So what I do is uh, I connect with children. I'm into education. I'm a teacher. So I find time talking to all the children. Uh, yeah. They connect well with me. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so so love kids love to be around me. So I tell them stories. We connect a lot, and uh, probably I'm living my dream doing that. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. So see, so you're telling me nothing's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you, of time. course not. No, of course not. <laughs> I'm still guilty about it. <laughs> no, you feel no guilt. Every journey's different, you know, and that's a beautiful thing that we can all be different, you know. So, uh, Jahuna, tell us, uh, is there a message that you would convey to you want to convey to people about adoption? Yeah, I think probably the biggest thing that Shane and I want to get through with our story being shared, um, which is, it's crazy how popular it's getting. We weren't expecting this in any way, but um, we're very thankful for it. Um, The biggest thing is that we always want to share like every child's worth it, you know, even if there's one less orphan, that life has changed forever. And um, it's, it's worth the journey. It's worth the paperwork it's worth the tears um the money you know it's there that child's worth it and and there's never any malice or any bad feelings towards their parents for giving them up for adoption I think it's even more courageous that they were able to do that and for them to recognize I cannot give this child necessarily what they need and finding the confidence in order to give them up to somebody who can provide that. I think that's something I want everyone to hear, you know, like they're not being selfish. um, They're not being irresponsible. I feel like it's even more responsible to do that and to recognize that. And um, so, yeah, I think that's the two biggest things, you know, they found, you know, that child to be worthy and they found that child to be special and they recognized in themselves they weren't able to provide that. And I think that's uh, very brave of them. So we're definitely raising Nana to feel that way as well through her parents. We don't know any information about them, but we're, we have so much love for them and so much gratitude for them for giving us mm-hmm. this beautiful blessing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Yes. So uh, that's a lovely message, George. Uh, so uh, yeah. <laughs> every child, every child is a, when she come, when a child comes into the world, they are aware of nothing. Mm-hmm. They are not aware of uh, the mean things people have been doing. Mm-hmm. And even if the parents are guilty of it, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, to somebody yeah. else to take care of them. It's just yeah. like when you when you're not ready to commit to someone, mm-hmm. in a, when you are in love with someone, but you don't want to take it to the next stage. Yeah. This is. Just like that. Yeah. So when you're not able to commit yourself to the person, mm-hmm. when you're not able to take the responsibility towards their life, mm-hmm. it is better to let go. Absolutely. I agree. Yes. I agree. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just getting emotional talking to you. And <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> That's okay. 
okay. maybe the motherly hormones are running really high today. Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's probably it. They're contagious. Yes, <laughs> yes of course it is. <laughs> so probably if I look at Nana now, the tears will be flowing through me. Right. <laughs> All right. So lots and lots of love to your family. May your family grow more. Are you looking forward to adopt again? We probably will adopt again. Um, hmm. We are thinking about maybe having another biological child next. Um, but All the very we, best for that. Yeah, we'll see. I'm getting older, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see whatever the journey leads. We have talked, definitely talked about adopting again, but we want to make hmm. sure Nina is completely settled before we start that process. So. Hmm. Yes, that's very yeah. true. Yeah. Hmm. And also, you got two sassy girls with you. Yes, I don't. I know Shane's like, I don't know if I can handle another girl. <laughs> He's still outnumbered. <laughs> He's already handling three. <laughs> I know. He's like, well, at least the dog's a boy, you know. <laughs> great, great. Yeah. All right, all right, Jehona. Thank you very much for being here. It was really inspiring, and it was. I I throughout. Uh, the conversation that we had i saw you like not one moment you regretted about what you have done mm-hmm. i'm sure you you will never ever in your future <clears throat> in your life ever you would want to uh no i, I don't want to talk about regrets at all there are no regrets at all <laughs> right <laughs> i'm so happy and more power to you and lots and lots of love to the girls thank you so so much it's been an honor to God. be here Thank See, you. I I just loved having you here. Thank you very oh. much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm still in awe of the lovely and endearing journey of Jehona and Shane to have Nana in their lives. Again, such stories not only restore our faith in humanity, but also tells us that perseverance and never giving up on something that we truly love brings miracles in our lives. and gives the best meaning to it to let me know how you felt about today's episode and if you have an inspirational story that the world needs to listen to send me an email to womensperia@gmail.com womensperia pages can be found in linkedin twitter facebook instagram and youtube there is an womensperia tamil podcast as well in which you can listen to inspirational stories in tamil also i have a podcast called shashu and amma But I converse with my child about everything under the sun. It's a fun podcast. So until next time with another inspiring soul. This is Ravi signing off from Women's Peria, contagiously inspiring. Thank you very much.